Welcome to the Manology Project Podcast. I am your host, Quentin Crumby. And on this channel, we're going to be discussing what true manhood looks like as we understand our value, our identity, and our purpose as men using godly principles. Now let's get to it. Hey, welcome back to the Manology Project Podcast, where I'm your host, Quentin. And man, I got a great show for you guys today. So you know what we do on here, man. We talk about the uh, just some great things around men, common issues that we all deal with. And then we try to come up with some great solutions uh, that all men deal with and uh, and just kind of promote that and push it into our lives so that we can be better men, better Christians, better business owners, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I have been able to track down a young man that is out here uh, for the Lord, of course, the Christian show. Uh, but this guy has built a great brand around uh, Christian apparel, uh, some premium fitness wear. Uh, he has a great story about his life, how he how he got there. And I'm going to let him dive all into that great stuff. Uh, but I want to introduce you guys to a great co-host on today. I mean, uh, not co-host, but a um, uh, but a great guest on today. And his name is Derek Dahl. And this guy is the founder and CEO of Three Nails Premium Clothing Line. What's going there, Mr. Derek? How's it going, brother? Happy to be here. We're happy to have you on here, man. Like I said, founder, CEO of the brand Three Nails Premium Clothing Line. As I read your information, you did not leave that out. It was more premium than anything. Uh, but uh, I'm happy for you to come on here as we were talking earlier, man. Um, uh, thank you for just coming on to share your story. Uh, also, being a, a person who has a, a Christian apparel company, it is really uh, fantastic to be able to hear someone's journey on how they became a success in this type of business, seeing that there are so many Christian apparel companies out there from hoodies, caps, coats, uh, fitness gear, you know, and just want to talk about how you separated yourself from that. Um, and then we want to talk about a little bit about that work life balance, you know, marriage, kids, how does that all fit in with the business? Uh, and then, you know, how do you keep your sanity <laughs> and all of that? managing employees you know we as men we're out here we're some men are struggling man on how to keep balancing that and uh you may not be perfect but i'm sure you have some solutions and some ideas on how to at least help us uh continue the great fight of being uh successful businessmen all while having family so if you would just go ahead and introduce yourself and then uh, tell us a little bit about family life and a little bit about the business yeah, for sure. Uh, you want me to go deep in depth with the whole story or just kind of just family stuff right now? You know what? Why don't we do this? We're going to leave family for all because I want family to tie into the business. Okay. Uh, kind of just walk us through the business. How do how do we get to three nails? Let's talk about that first. Let's like, how do yeah. we get three nails? It's a long story. And if oh. you, if you give the, open, the open mic, I mean, I'll be here for 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> Listen, man, go uh, ahead and enjoy it. Yeah. So uh, my name is Derek Dahl. I grew up in a small town called Spring Lake Park, Minnesota. Um, and essentially, I, my, my dream in life was to become a professional basketball player. Uh, I, I know I'm short, white, uh, five foot ten, white boy, but uh, I could play ball. And I was the quickest man on the court. 
uh, ended up playing college basketball um, at a D3 school called Bethel my freshman year, transferred to St. Thomas in Minnesota. Um, so I just played D3, but um, you know, I had a chance of playing D2, I'm not going to get into it, but um, I ended up getting hurt, sprained my ankle for like the 17th time, got my third concussion, um, really was purposeless in life. I didn't know what my identity was at the time, and um, you know, I was really kind of going away from the Lord. And um, then a couple years later, ended up meeting my wife and um, really started getting back into my faith. And then I was working in the corporate world, uh, working the nine to five job, just felt like I was suffocating. Just honestly, just felt like no purpose, um, really just was almost depressed at that time. And I had this idea of um, creating this, you know, first premium Christian clothing brand. Uh, you know, when you think of Christian clothing, you think of, you know, more cheesier, um, mm -hmm. big Bible quotes on just the cheapest fabrics. Um, you know, like me and you right. talked about it, it. You wash it once. It just shrinks up to like a, a kid size, you know, 3T um, and you can't wear it. And so, um, you know, I just I wanted to wear other brands out there, too, that were the premium brands, but they had nothing to do with faith. And then obviously, like I said, having the cheesier Christian clothing brands, I didn't want to wear that as well. So I'm just like, well, where can I find something like this right. to meet in the middle? And there was nothing out there. And I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew that I was not an employee. I mean, I was a job hopper, jump from job to job every six months, just terrible. Um, and one day I just decided to take the full leap, take the full leap of faith. I had $126 in my pocket. I hired a designer on the internet to come up with logo. It was actually this website where um, anybody could bid on the project and they would come up with all these different logos and you would have lists where you can just decide. And so I was going through hundreds of these logos that these um, artists created and I, I saw the, the cross logo and, and um, I knew right then and there that was it. And so that started the journey um, and kind of fast forwarding here to, uh, that was in 2017. Uh, when I finally launched the brand, my wife uh, gave birth to our son, Daxon, in 2018 in February. And uh, during the birth, um, she became extremely ill. She was um, uh, deemed with chronic illness, some, something called Addison's disease. Mm -hmm. And it's very rare. It's, it's only like one out of 100,000 people in the United States actually have it. Um, she has uh, POTS. Uh, Mediterranean fever disease, and there's just uh, Stills disease. There's just a few other auto, autoimmune issues that she was dealing with. Um, and on top of that, they left a little little bit of the placenta in her, and that caused an infection, which kind of made everything that was dormant in her alive. And so she was in the hospital for 26 days in a row. She couldn't see our newborn baby. Um, I mean, she was on her deathbed. Um, and I mean, she's had some really scary times where she's literally one time she was at the Mayo Clinic and coded and they literally had to, you know, give her that um, EpiPen, essentially. I think that's what it's called to literally, you know, wake her up and get her back alive. They pulled off her toenail to wake her up. <laughs> this is crazy stuff, but she's wow, alive yeah. here. And, you know, at this time I was 25 years old and she's 24, you know, just young guns and just so young to be going through this. So eventually my mom had to move in with us help myself take care of my son that was, you know, a newborn while I was working a job. Uh, I was commuting an hour there and a commuting an hour back home. And then um, I would come home, package of borders at night and 
work till 2 a.m., 3 a.m. every single night. And at that time, you know, we were, we weren't making any money really with the brand. Um, I was just trying to do the best that I could with Instagram posting as much as I could just working in this season in life where you were just trying to survive. And my wife lost her job, obviously couldn't work. All the bills were on my shoulders or on my shoulder. Um, uh, even with my job, I was making 50 K a year, my salary, I was still a thousand dollars a month behind on the bills. And there's, yeah. there's just no hope. Um, trying to get approved for food stamps. Um, and then just kind of fast forward a little bit more too. Um, I lost my job. I got fired and I just came to the scripts of, do I go full-time in three nails or <laughs> right. I go get another job? Because on paper, it's like, why would I be selfish and not go get a job? Right. And I've even had some family members tell me hey, you're being selfish, you know, for wanting to go full-time in, in entrepreneurship with three nails because we weren't making any money. But I felt in my heart and I prayed about it. I knew God was telling me to go all in. And I, I tell you, clear as day, man, I heard that from God. And so I did. And um, we made this decision um, where we sat down and said, hey, we're not going to pay the mortgage. And, um, you know, I guess I want to say, too, that during this time when I was behind on my bills, we still chose to tithe every single paycheck, even though I, I couldn't even pay our bills. And I was I talked to my wife. I said, we're going to trust God that he's going to get us out of this no matter what happens. You know, God doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. And so yeah. um, that was something that we decided that was solid. And then once I you know, I got fired, I didn't have any income. So it's like we were putting everything on the line. Eight months behind on our mortgage, had a sheriff come to my doorstep, give me papers, said you have 30 days to leave the, the premises before the auction sale takes place. I felt like a failure, man. And um, I went and I saw this ad for this uh, Facebook ads course and it was $4,000. I had no money. Uh, but I knew that this was kind of like my ticket out. So I put on a credit card. Uh, this was uh, a month right before Black Friday of uh, 2019. So it's just a few years ago. And man, it just honestly, almost like makes me emotional just thinking about it just because of like how much like just like the it just felt like no hope in my life at that time. Um, and we, we did this photo shoot downtown Minneapolis where I booked this uh, place for 400 bucks for I think like four hours. Got a bunch of my friends to model for me. And, uh, you know, I, at the, along this time too, I taught myself how to do video work and editing. And so I did this video campaign and did some photos and, uh, just a dream and a credit card. And, uh, we launched the, the ads and everything that I've been working on so hard and it blew up. It just completely took my brand. Like if there's one place where my brand took that quantum leap forward and we were never to, you know, to remain the same, that was, that was the time was Black Friday of 2019. And um, I made $28,000 that month. And that was the most money I've ever seen in my life at that time. And I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I went to, uh, I remember it like yesterday, man, I went to Barnes and Nobles and um, I wrote myself a check for 1200 bucks. That was it out of the 28,000 uh, just to pay my mortgage and just to show that, you know, we were serious about, you know, trying to make this work. And they surprised me. I didn't think they would even take the money, but they were able to work out a deal. We got a, a home modification loan and uh, we were able to make a deal and uh, sales continuing to, uh, to increase. And I literally took all the rest of that money. I threw it right back in inventory because I knew, you know, we were going to make money from it. And um, we still have the house to this day. You know, praise God. Um, and I, I mean, I was just this close, man, just this close to moving in with my parents. 
and having my newborn son. And um, yeah, so just going from there, fast forward to today, you know, we were able to move into a 5,000 square foot warehouse. Um, I have three full-time employees and we have, you know, contractors and everything that we work with as well. Um, and just kind of giving you just the, the big bird's eye view is, you know, been able to build this into a multi seven figure business um, you know, within the last four years. And um, truly is God made a way when there seemed to be no way. And yeah. I took action, right? Like I worked my butt off. I did my part. But if it wasn't for God and, and the idea, the vision, the connections the networking that he brought across, we would have never been here. And so I'm just so thankful and grateful for it and is why I want to, you know, get my story out there to, to give God glory um, as much as I humanly possibly can. So that was a lot of information, but that's, that's pretty much the, the, the short story of it. <laughs> Listen, man, uh, that was not even enough information. Um, I think that um, your story is perfect for this podcast. Uh, and as you can see on the uh the ticker is that basically as men, we need to grow in three areas, relationships, faith, and in our health. Um, and these are three areas that I think that are very paramount to us actually being, um, you know, vessels that God can actually use. Um, now I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning, right? Cause the one part that, uh, that makes all this stuff, men, if you're watching it or listening, that what really makes this balance work is first having a faith and not just throwing the word faith out to be with any faith. Um, we're talking about the faith with the true living God. So which and really and and not just saying that you love God or you're a Christian, uh, but being able to lean into him when you have that no hope. Uh, and that's the part I like that uh, you spoke about, which is when it came down to it, the one thing you were confident in was that God could actually change the situation. Um, you're pretty young to have that type of faith, you know, <laughs> like, and for you to say 29, dude, I'm like, you could like almost be my son. It's like, I'm like, I'm literally, I'll be 47 this year. And so, um, hey, hey, yeah, seriously, you look like you're in your thirties. Dude, I'm You're aging I, great. Dude, I thank you for that. <laughs> but literally, I'll be like, I'll be 47. And so when I hear that, I'm like, wow, dude, that's so young to be able to have that perspective around uh, your faith, man, and to truly love God. Um, but the thing I want the listeners to get is this, is that when you do give it to them and you say that you heard from them, you should have the way out. And what I do love to see is that in four years, God has given you truly the way out of that circumstance, which says that you did hear from God and that the, and you understand that you had some work to do. But the ultimate work was God actually doing it. You know, you did the work, but for him to just show up to do it is just paramount. And I think as men, man, we fall short in that hope, that hopeless peace that we run into sometime in life. Uh, and so I'm glad that you were able to speak to that, um, that piece. So my thing is that why fitness, you know, why a fitness apparel company and not just clothing period. You know, I, I see you out there, man, they got jogging suits. They got, uh, but not a, not fitness jogging suits. Like we're just talking about like just everyday jogging suits. There's so many different styles out there, but why did you choose or go with, 
uh, the fitness brand? Yeah. So um, fitness is so important in my life. Um, again, the whole like professional basketball dream. I mm -hmm. lived in the gym in my childhood. We didn't have a lake cabin. Uh, you know, my, my house that I grew up in, uh, very, you know, lower to middle class family. Uh, my parents, amazing, amazing people always believed in me. Um, but my dad was super into sports. Most competitive man I ever known in my life was very, very hard on me. And he was my coach um, from first grade all the way up to eighth grade. And so, um, you know, basketball, football, baseball, and um, just having that competitiveness, learning from him, being in sports my whole life. Um, and something that I didn't mention either is, um, you know, I have my personal training certification. Well, back in the day, I got it. Um, I actually started a little okay. side business where I did online training for people. Did It didn't do anything, man. Didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> um, but uh, I loved it. And I was actually a trainer at a few gyms uh, before I went to the corporate world. And so, yeah, like I thought that that was kind of, you know, the next thing for me was becoming like a full-time trainer. And so, um, and again, yeah, you look at um, like just myself, my own wardrobe. It's so weird. I'm in fashion. Cause I'm not like a guy who's into fashion. Like I had yeah. the same pair of jeans for like 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Right. Me too. <laughs> yeah, or just like Nike and Adidas my whole life. Um, and yeah, looking at just the market, um, there is nothing out there, you know, in that niche, in that, you know, premium aspect. And so that, that's, that's why we, you know, we chose to go there. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm going to bring something up that I just watched on your um, on your Instagram post and you talked about momentum. Um, kind of bring that here uh, about that momentum and how that shifts and how the negative and the positive kind of kind of talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that the quickest way to change your life is to change your momentum um, and how to you know, the video was about how to get unstuck. Everyone asks, how, how do I get unstuck? I just feel like I'm in this cycle of just, you know, going to work, going back home, watching Netflix. I, I'm not living my dream. I'm not happy with where I'm at. And it's like you just have to take that first step. This is this this game is is long term. This isn't short term. Yeah. Um, you have to like for myself, it's so daunting to be like, how do you create a a million dollar brand? It doesn't come overnight, you know. Like <laughs> right. it, it's years, right? Like it, it think about it. Like two years, I didn't pay myself a dime through three nails. Not any money was made out in my name. Yes. So I was like, just finally, like you know, year three is really where I, I started to be able to pay myself. Three years, like, are you able? sacrifice your time, not play video games, not go home and watch Netflix, work on your dream, read books, listen to podcasts, do things that are actually beneficial for your health, your growth, um, self-development. I mean, get your stuff together so that you can live a better life, not only for yourself, but for your family. And that's just like how my mindset works is like, if you want to get ahead in life, you have to sacrifice. You're going to sacrifice something. And right. there's going to be seasons where you're going to have to lose sleep. And um, so, you know, if your goal is to read 30 minutes a day, you know, pick up your book and, and, and read, you know, just a couple pages. And I'm the right. type of person that just has to go all in. Like, I'll just say, hey, cold turkey, I need to read the 30 minutes. But there's some people that do need to take those baby steps. So right. just start. Just show up to the gym. Don't worry about, okay, I got to work out four to five times this week. <laughs> right. Just grab your bag, go to the gym, start these habits. And over time, you're going to start gaining momentum. And ultimately that positive momentum is going to gain confidence in yourself. You're going to say, Hey, I'm going to wake up at 5am tomorrow morning. And then you wake up on that first alarm. You don't hit snooze 
and you do that consistently for yep. the first week, second week, and after a month, you're going to gain confidence in yourself and you're going to really believe in yourself. Like, hey, I am that guy that I envision myself to be. And that was just like, it's it's the identity shift of where you're at now, not being with not being happy with where you're at. Um, and then shifting that into what is the person that you want to be? Ultimately, what is that man of God that I that I envision myself to be, that I strive to be? And of course, our identity is in Christ, but that identity of I am a person that wakes up on time. I am a person that falls through and has character that if I say I'm going to be there at two o'clock, I am there by two o'clock. I'm not showing up at two fifteen. Right. I'm always following through on your promises. Um, and, you know, that was something that my mom always instilled um, in me at a young age is uh, character and integrity at um you know, I, my, my dad, uh, unfortunately passed away in 2020, um, from COVID. Oh, sorry to hear that. Um, but he was just someone that was, you know, uh, a hero to me. in so in some aspects, but some things he just didn't do very well. Character and integrity is something that he slipped on, you know, yeah. it was always late. And just, that was like who I, you know, what, all that I knew. And so my mom just like, do not be like your father. <laughs> and so that's, you know, like that envision of that person I want to be in my life. Like that's my identity is, is a man of God, someone that has character and integrity and is, is going to do what I say. I'm not perfect. I do mess up from time to time, but you know, that's something that I strive to be at. Yeah. Um, I, and I think is, I like that. Um, I have a 17 year old son and um, from day one, um, I pretty much pride myself on character, uh, for the simple and listen, I, and I'm bringing this up because the same reason, uh, my mom and my dad got divorced when I was 10. Um, and so my dad was like, really like all over the place. Um, it was just crazy dude. Um, but that's really what even my mom said, even when I was like six or seven years old, I would come to her and, and really talk about that. Like all the why's, like why he can't just, or why wouldn't this just be? Um, and so I just promised God, like, yo, if, you know, if I get a son and a, or a daughter, a wife or whatever, man, I promise that first of all, I'm going to live for you. So no matter how crazy I'm out here in these streets <laughs> beforehand, <laughs> cause I wasn't saved all my life. I was, you know, but once I got married, I wanted to dedicate my life to Christ. And basically the woman that I married had to understand that. And then we had to understand the whys around why we have to do that. Uh, because you can't stay diligent at character and integrity without being diligent to your relationship with Christ. Uh, the two go hand in hand. If there's no diligence with your relationship with Christ. Now, mind you, we're already, you know, uh, not perfect. And then if you take away Christ, it makes it even more tough to even be anywhere near the type of character and integrity that it takes to actually have something or have something going on in your life. Uh, and you know that in business, man, I'm sure you've worked with people over these last years that it's like, I thought he was a Christian. Right. And those, I think that's like some of the worst things you can actually walk away from the table and go. I thought we both were serving the same God. And how can you possibly be here? And we both should be here, not not I'm here. No, but we both should be over here. And you're 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 going along with the world and you're over here. Uh, so I love that your mom, in spite of was able to still drill in you the character uh, and, 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 and add integrity. And I'm going to tell you guys out there that this is the brand to shop from. I spoke with this guy, Derek, probably about a year ago on coming on my podcast. And 
everything was going left and right. We could not get together. Um, but I'm going to tell you that his character and integrity is true to the dot, true to the dot. He reached back out to me after all this time <laughs> to honor to honor something that he said he was going to do to someone he's never even met before. And I'm bringing this up because that speaks volume. I literally told my wife when he hit me up is that now I buy a lot of stuff. I say, but I am now transferring all of my fitness money to this brand from that simple act that this guy actually has pure character and integrity because he didn't have to reach back out to me to join on my podcast because the time had went by, you know how we are with guys. Once the time go by, it's like, eh, if he hits me up, he hits me up. But, it, but Derek literally hit me back up. Like, yo dude, I owe you something. I owe you a conversation around, you know, family and business and stuff. And I want to kind of honor that. And I'm thinking this, like I already followed him and thought that it was a great brand, but I'm going to tell you that piece solidified that you don't just talk it that you actually walk and stand behind what you say so i wanted to throw that little plug in for three nails clothing.com get on there and get you something i am i don't i have not purchased anything yet i'm not on here think acting like i own everything three nails uh, but what i will tell you that that just that connect back to me showed me that this is where my money needs to go uh because this guy means and says what he says. And we're going to get into what his mission is and what he stands behind from the business. And I'm going to tell you that this is where you want to put your money for, uh, for a guy who's got a mission ahead. Okay, so now let's jump into, we talked about faith. We talked about some business. And we're going to continue to talk about faith. But uh, you gave us a little bit about that relationship piece. Uh, you told us a little bit about your wife having some health issues and stuff. Uh, from a man's perspective, Give us the real deal, man. How hard has it been to be mom and dad in some aspects of rocking and rolling with the little fella? Yeah, man. I mean, I could take this in so many different ways. <laughs> hands down, the hardest thing that I've ever gone through in my whole life, um, especially just, you know, at the time being 25 years old, having a new business, <laughs> new baby, uh, sick wife that I'm trying to visit, it, you know, just everything. It, it's, it is so difficult. And because I've never known anybody that's gone through chronic illness personally yes. in my life or family members or anybody, or, you know, a spouse, you know, everyone looks at the person that has the illness, of course, but it's seeing the spouse you don't see the mental battles that they go through. And it's not saying poor me, right? You are, we're right. men. I don't ask for sympathy. It's just like, hey, you man up and you, you got to get it done. You know, just kind of like the whole foreclosure thing, almost foreclosing our property. Like no one cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> like no one's going to write. They don't care. <laughs> it's like, give it to God, put the work in and yep. man up and do it. So, yeah, I mean, there's been many, many months where I felt like, single father essentially where where um you know my wife was just in the li literally lived in the hospital more than at home yeah. and just having to take care of of him um with the help of of course my mom and then uh now my sister i've hired my sister to essentially be our full-time nanny and to, to help us out and she's been an amazing um that's awesome know, uh, auntie to to our son and um but yeah it, it just i guess 
the real deal is there's a lot of a lot of mental battle that you go through i mean the devil just you know planning just thoughts in your head of doubt of you know is my wife going to be alive you know by the end of this year in the next month like is she still right. going to be here and i know everybody was praying for my wife's health and you know even just kind of going deeper on this you know i've just been raised in the home of you know praying first having a great prayer life and um i almost got to the point where i was just like you know what am i doing wrong with my life like you know i'm trying to live a holy life out here you know making the check off list of everything that i'm doing read my bible I'm like, why aren't my prayers working? Why, why is Gabby so sick? And she just can't catch a break. And it, I mean, it's kind of selfish to think that way. It's just like, you don't understand why some people make it and some people don't. But I was in the shower one night and I'm, I was just praying. And I mean, I was just, again, this was before, like we're or like almost foreclosed and everything. And I, those thoughts of just like, what am I doing wrong with my prayer life? And um uh, you could say it was from God or not. I don't know at that time, but the voice said, Derek, those, all those prayers that everybody's been praying kept your wife alive. So <laughs> right. that, that perspective shift to why isn't my wife healed from that to all those prayers are keeping her alive. Right. Like quit being so selfish right. and thinking, you know, something instantly is going to happen. And so I, I needed that. Like, I do really believe life is all about perspective and, you know, 10% of life is what happens to you. And 90% is how you react to it. Not the other way around. Like, exactly. We have the control to react, how we react to the things that we can control, but the things that we can't control, like my wife's health, that's not a burden for me to carry. That's for God. And for us, right. like it says in first Peter, cast all anxieties and cares for, you know, onto me for I care for you. Right. And so that's not our burden to carry. And I mean, it's easier said than done. I mean, how do you know? Listen, it's your wife. And that is the ticket. Yeah. It's like, I want to cast everything, but God, you put me here as a protector and a caregiver and all of this great stuff to this woman. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I could see, I could see how it gets really tricky. Um, uh, but I also want to say something in the middle here is that, um, I think that that's probably because uh, I didn't want you to go too far ahead because I had a, a point on the the thought yeah. behind instantly how we can go from being helper server to selfish. Mm-hmm. You see how tricky the enemy is on that. And as men, it gets weird, right? Because my thing is that in this part right here where you're wonky, right? It's like all this crazy stuff going on. Like, well, who are you talking to? Uh, because most men don't have um, outlets uh, to give this information up to anybody because we don't really like people having, I call it ammunition. Like we don't, we don't give up information because we don't like people to have information about us to use against us basically. Um, And so where did you go? I mean, other than God, did you, you know, because God is, we all say go to God, but where is the safe place here? brother cousin i you know uncle was there any other man to actually go and pour into to get some type of relief basically i mean that's a tough question because although um you know during all this time my dad was here my dad was a great dad always there for me you know 
every game and all that stuff growing up, but he's not a, he was not the guy that I went to to talk about things. Um, just, I don't know, just was not a, how do I say this? A good listener, but just my mom was that person. My mom yeah. was like the rock that I would go to to talk about. She's just very thought logically, you know, in like a, um, just human sense because sometimes you can be overly spiritual and sometimes you need a good mix of just like hey okay as a human i understand why you're feeling yeah. these emotions but yeah you know, then tying in the spiritual aspect so but again my mom was living with us taking care of my son and she was burning out so i really didn't have anybody to lean on as much because we're all just trying to survive yeah and yeah. especially growing up i was the person just leader in my community my friends and you know family members and everybody kind of like just leaned on or looked up to and so it's like when I feel like I'm breaking and I don't have anybody to lean on I, I really felt like my whole life was just going to break and I you know had a couple panic attacks during that time um but again it was just um you know just being 100 real with you I am so thankful for the vision of three nails because that was my escape so I didn't go to a certain person or thing. Um, uh, I went to building my business and that was my mental escape was, you know, the hope of a better future. And then just the optimism um, of that my wife will be healed one day. And of course, the only, yeah, the only relief that I ever got was um, praying. And I remember going on a three day fast. It was just, uh, just water fast, praying for my wife's health um instead of eating meals right um spending time in god's word really just meditating and um again i'm not a perfect person i'm not the perfect christian but i was like desperate for answers and i mean i love food man i'm a huge foodie so if you <laughs> give up food for three days oh man that was one of the hardest things in my life <laughs> so uh, but I, I did i felt i felt god's presence with me during that time and even though it didn't fix anything immediately, the angel didn't come down from heaven, you know, with a glorious light. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, like people may think it's just the testing of my faith. I, I was so tested. And even now I go through the same stuff and it's just going back to your principles. Um, and um, yeah, obviously just going back to God and saying, God, I physically, mentally cannot handle this. Please help me. And there was even some days where I literally didn't even have enough mental energy because I'm running off at three hours of sleep where I couldn't even like pray. But all I said was just help me, God. And it's like, that's all I could utter that day. But yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. And that's the part of, uh, and that's why, you know, fellas, that's why this podcast was created because um, I want us, we have to be able to decompress. Uh, and, and I say that because, um, suicide and heart attacks are the leading killers for men um for this very reason is because we pack all this stuff in um and even and this is i'm not even talking outside of being a christian i'm talking about like being a christian <laughs> we still pack all this stuff in uh and even giving prayer and all that casting on the lord and all that stuff the human part of you still suffers like right so it still it still has to endure uh, and that's why this whole testimony, this is, I'd say a conversation, but it's like more like a testimony <laughs> with yeah. Mr. Derek. Uh, but uh, just being able to have a, a place to to really just kind of kick it. Um, and and I'm my prayer is that, you know, the Manology Project can 
start to grow to where we can start creating these these pockets of of safety where you know men can fly out and hang out for a weekend to just reload and dump all of that all of that stress off somewhere man and get back so because ultimately we got to be fresh for our homes um for our families and i speak of this because of like what you have you have going on you got to stay fresh and the only way you can stay fresh is that you have to say something to somebody um and whether you're praying to the lord or talking to a close person that you can just dump this information on and walk away um without any strings attached or nothing that's why that's another part about this podcast that i love is that hey you get to come on here and just dump it and then you know what i'm saying you can dump it man and then just leave it and you feel good about it it's like man i was able to tell how i've been feeling how i overcame how the lord has helped me and then you just feel good about that because it's like a relief and so i'm just happy that you um have been extremely you know open and vulnerable to be able to tell your story uh because i'm learning a lot um for just from hearing you know just this little portion uh the strength of you and then also how god will take care of us you know like ultimately god will take care of you and put you in a better position and the thing is this as christians we're not guaranteed you're not really guaranteed all the other stuff outside of heaven because he told us clearly in his word that you're going to endure stuff on this earth like you're not going to you're not going to be on this earth and not go through stuff. You're going to have to go through stuff. But going through that stuff actually shows even more on why I'm needed. Like it showed you on why I'm actually needed for peace. Right. Because. And I'm saved because of the peace. Everything else is extra add on. But man, to have peace that surpasses understanding, you can't buy that, bro. You can't even. Like where you're sitting right now, you're thinking that you went all through that stuff. Do you know how much peace it takes to be able to go through that at 25, six, dude, you're, that's a kid still. Like there's guys out here that's 30 that don't even know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, literally 40 years old, dude, that have no clue what's going on in life. Uh, and then God chose you to actually endure all of that. And he only did it because basically he knew that you could handle it. Amen. And that I'm literally just telling you that, dude, he only does stuff. You only take on stuff that he knows that you can handle. Yeah. I mean, literally at 25, you would have never got that if he didn't think that you can actually handle it. He didn't give that to somebody else. He gave it to Derek because Derek can handle it. I gave Derek that wife because Derek is going to be able to handle all that takes place with that. And on top of that, dude, I'm going to give him a bomb of a business. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, I'm going to give you a bomb a bit because you're going to need money to be able to go through this stuff so that you're not really worrying about stuff, dude. And ain't nothing wrong with making money mm-hmm. when you got stuff going on and the money part of your life is taken care of and you don't have to worry about that. And all you can now you can focus on, you know, the wife and the kids and, and all that. And then you've got a great mother and a fantastic sister to help you, dude. All that family love. You know, I thank God that he's showing you, man, that, you know, the love like you. God truly love and you're only 29 which is still just crazy that <laughs> you're still so young uh but just to see how calm you are uh just shows that God has got you covered and protected man um so what about your son what does he 
what what part of that play? Because I know that he has to bring the the ultimate joy. He's like the whipped cream and the cherry on top. You can see me smiling. I just <laughs> <laughs> listen. The kids bring their like whipped cream and cherry and peanuts, all at the same time being a, a headache. You know, it's yeah. like. <laughs> so how's that been like with him, um, and then being able to show because he's watching you every day, right? So you're showing this dude something. Uh, that you just can't purchase you can't purchase what god has done for you to show him so how's that been it's it's amazing you know um especially given my wife's health uh, like even before she got chronically ill she was dealing with some autoimmune issues like i said so the chances of us to even get pregnant were pretty low and um for us to even have a baby at the time like literally one of her doctors said like he's a miracle child so for him yeah. to even be here like is a miracle in and of itself. And um, I just always promised myself of, I'm gonna take the good things that I learned from my father, but um, I'm gonna do things a lot differently than what he did. And again, I was never really like close with my father as like I really wanted to be or strive the relationship that I wanted to have with him. And I never want my son to feel that way with me. I want him to, to know that, you know, you can come with me with anything um, whenever he needs help. Um, that I'll listen there, you know, be there for him um, and uh, just give him the life that, uh, you know, I never had growing up either. And, um, you know, another dream of mine was just to be able to, you know, have like a, his own escape, his own gym to go to. And even like this warehouse is just so much bigger than just having a business here, you know, been able to build my own gym in it so we've got everything to work out in here i've got a half court basketball court and my dad promised me again this is like the character thing right my dad's like hey we're gonna <laughs> build a, a half court basketball court in the backyard you know one of these summers and it never came to be and i would ask him like every summer dad you gonna we're gonna build it and concrete it and, and he's like yeah yeah you know i'm just busy right now you know it's just not the right time and it never happened it broke my heart you know <laughs> so i'm like um getting this warehouse and I actually have a video of myself and my dad, we built the the basketball hoop. And that night we stayed here to like midnight, just shooting hoops with each other. And it was, we were talking, I was like, dad, do you remember when you promised that you'd build that court and it didn't ever come through? I said, Hey, you know what? Like this is fulfilling that right now. Cause yeah. Dax is going to have this growing up. And it was just an emotional moment. Cause it's just like, I don't know, man, like the dreams and everything that you have, it just seems so like unreal. And for it to actually like manifest in real life is just so cool. And just kind of going back to the son, like, you know, my son, though, just man, like everything revolves around him. And um, of course, there's some challenging moments and, and just parenting and different things. Um, but he really is, is a great kid. And it's like, you know, I still haven't gone on vacation since I've been in seventh grade. And um, just because, you know, my wife's health and everything, um, but it's like I, I could care less about going to a beach and, and, and uh, you know, having a pina colada. I just want to go to Disney <laughs> World and, and see the joy on my son's face. And, dude, I right. just I just want to make that kid the happiest kid ever. And he yeah, he brings me so much joy through this all. And even with my wife, Gabby, um, she's even said I mean, she's gone through a lot of depression, as you can imagine. And one thing I didn't mention is. Uh, my wife, Gabby, was Miss Minnesota in 2014, so she was a pageant girl, just bright, beautiful. I mean, most beautiful girl I ever laid eyes on. And for her to she was doing public speaking, you know, um, mm -hmm. across different stages and just that woman, very extroverted. And going from that to literally being 
in bed all day long. And even like yeah. still to this day, she's in bed majority of the day. And yeah. she uh, was on 28 prescriptions every single day just to keep alive. And now they have her down to like nine or 10, which is still a lot, but you know, big yeah. perspective, she's making progress. But anyway, she even said, if I didn't have Dax in here, like, I, I, I don't know if they're like, I know it sounds bad, but like, you know, for a reason to like really keep going right. in this life, just all the hospital visits and stuff, but he's just brought us so much joy. And um, I, I, I know not to take it for granted because there's a lot of people out there that don't have the, the ability to get pregnant and it's, it's been a huge issue. And it's like, yeah, during this time of, of crisis and, and the storm, you know, God's has provided for our family, given me a business or you know, given us a business, given us a son that we love and cherish and, and that I'm able to father. And um, it, it is, it, it's a whole nother job and um, it's a whole nother, you know, role and responsibility. Um, but I, I, it's, it's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. I look forward to it every single weekend of, you know, what we can do and, um, yeah, man, just loving it. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of the biggest things too, that I was going to talk about is that, um, uh, men building the right type of relationships with their sons. Uh, and I think from an old school standpoint, uh, the dads back then just didn't care more about the relationship part more than just the fathering part right and mm -hmm. learn how to fix a tire learn how to change your oil learn how to do this so it's more fathering than it is relationship um and that's cool but when you become a christian and when you listen to the way that god said you know to build these to build this family uh it's all relational uh and it starts with love and it ends with love it starts with service it ends with service um and as a man of the house, that's basically what we to do. Uh, we think basically that um, the more money we make, the better things are going to be. And when you find out that the money actually doesn't mean anything more than the relationship at the end of the day, uh, the money satisfied just paying bills and stuff. But overall, man, it's about the life part of it not the work but the life balance that's going to mean the most because that's what your son is really going to remember the most uh he really won't care too much about how much money you guys had mm -hmm. uh, but he will and, and i'm saying this because of how you feel about how your dad with the whole basketball hoop that it doesn't really matter about all other stuff is that that we didn't get a chance to build this basketball hoop together and play hoops right to where in your mid-20s you you end up doing it and you can still get emotional about it. Uh, so that just kind of just shows you that, that the centerpiece around men and sons, uh, fathers and sons on how they build their relationship. Um, like I said, I, my, my dad and my mom got divorced, so I didn't really know. And me and my brother was just talking about this the other day. And he was like, as a father, without your father being present relationally like that, when your son is pulling on you for that, you actually don't even know what it looks like. So you, you don't even know. You're like, I'm doing a great job. And you, you're not, you think you are. <laughs> and we're yeah. laughing because we both, you know, we're brothers. So we both are like, you know, we got sons and he's like, man, my son, like dad, 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 dad. And he's like, I didn't have that growing up. Like I wasn't calling my dad all day. I was calling my mom all day, all the time. Um, and so, and then I had the same experience even with my own son. Uh, but God told me at nine years old, uh, because I didn't want that. I didn't want where me and my son didn't have a relationship. 
um, at the end of it all. I wanted him to be able to come to me. Uh, and you mentioned that, which is, man, I really didn't go to my dad like that. And so I literally, and I've heard that being a mentor of men, that's probably number three on the list of hard things that men go through is that once their sons are older, that their sons don't really connect with them like that. Mm. And, and at that point, they feel like it's the son's problem. Like he doesn't call me, he doesn't do this. And I'm thinking you're the father is still on you. Yeah. Like you think that it's him to do to you, but it really isn't. It's really you to go to him. Even though you're 60 and he's 40, it's still for you to go to him. It's not for him to bend over backwards to come to you because you're the father. Just like it's his job to do that for his son and his son to do it for his son. No son goes and bends over backwards to go back to the dad. Like God was always pushing Jesus. <laughs> Jesus wasn't ever going back to God. Oh, you what about this? What are you not? No, my, no, it was more God setting up everything about Jesus life. I got Mary here. I got Joseph here. I got this here. It's a hard thing already for Jesus to do this, but God always made sure things were always in place. And so as men, that's just something that I think that will, um, will help at the end. And like, even for you being a big businessman and all that stuff, uh, I'm happy that you see your son as something that is very important. And I'm going to tell you that as much as what you have external, that the relationship with your son internally is going to always win out um, when he gets older and he can look back and be like, you know, my dad was there, though, dude. Like he did all of that. But when I needed him, he was always there. Um, and so I like that. That's something that's on your mind. I do pray that you can actually stay on top of that because it's very hard. When you make when once your business get to a certain level, it's hard. It's very hard to do that balance. That's why I want to talk about work and life balance, because it's extremely hard to do both when you get to a certain trajectory in life is that your trajectory. Sorry. Uh, in life, when it comes to a business. Uh, so uh, let's talk about the um, um, what is the three nails? mission um and because uh I, I love that i saw that you guys are you know in partner with the human trafficking yeah. um foundation uh called is that aims mission yep. yep yeah uh because i literally just connected with um a, a saving innocent project out in california and they're a huge human trafficking program out there. And this, they're part of FBI. I mean, I just had an interview uh, with that guy um, with uh, Mr. Alan Smith over there a couple of uh, weeks ago. And human trafficking is a real deal situation. Um, and I love that when I was diving into your website, that you guys are a part of that fight. Uh, and I think that as men, it is our job since we're the biggest problem of human trafficking, that we become one of the greatest solutions to getting it fixed. And I love that your company um, pours money into that. So kind of talk a little bit about the connection there for, for you guys. Yeah. So, um, you know, three knows mission, you know, our mission is to inspire others to pursue their purpose in life, you know, discover the purpose that God has given them and uh, pursue that every single day. Cause everybody has a purpose, every single one of us. And God has given every single one of us specific talents and skills to carry that out. 
Um, so first and foremost, that's our mission. And um, of course, like my purpose in life is to be a kingdom businessman. And, you know, my my purpose isn't to be a missionary. However, you know, with the talents and skills that God has given me, we can fund those missionary you know, trips and yes. we can help, you know, organizations like AIM. And I was so excited to find someone like them because, you know, a lot of these organi- organizations, you know, starting out, they'll, they'll go and they'll save one girl or two girls from a brothel, but AIM actually um, connected with the government in Cambodia and um, they have SWAT teams that literally kick down the doors and they'll save 22 plus girls at a time and then they'll arrest the guy that's running this brothel. And so like just finding that out, being able yeah. to help fund those things. And I mean, it's just, it just, just especially child human sex trafficking and all that. It just, it breaks my heart to even think about it, especially now having like my son here and you I just know. look at these precious kids and it's just like how corrupt and evil this world is. And if I could have any part in doing that, yeah. I am a hundred percent going to give into that. And, you know, as the company's profits grow, you know, um, you know, we're hundred percent going to be giving more. And so, um, you know, a lot of people ask us how much profit, you know, we give and a lot of companies out there like, Oh, we just give 5% every single month. Well, you know, we don't want to just give five. We want to give more, you know, some, right. if some months we can only give five, we'll give five. We'll give nothing, nothing less than five, but if some months we can give over 10, 15, 20% sometimes we're going to do that, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, we can do. And so, yeah, I really think it just kind of goes back to finding your purpose in life and then um, figuring out how to um, just serve other people, serve your gift to the world. And, um, you know, these these issues that are just so prominent, the evil and corruption, that's not only, you know, overseas, right? Like it's it's here in the United States, here in my state of Minnesota. There's a lot of like, you know, trafficking and stuff going on. It's just it, when you're in your bubble, you don't think about it. You don't see it right out of sight, right. Out, of, out of mind, but it's, it's here, it's real. And there's a devil out there and um, you know, there's, there's real spiritual warfare and we have to do everything we can as, as, as kingdom businessmen, especially to use our funds, um, you know, for God's kingdom purposes. And yeah. um, you know, that's, that's the mission at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm a hundred percent with you. And I find it so crazy uh, when I was talking to uh, Mr. Smith about this and stuff. So um, three things that you would tell someone who is going to start up an apparel company, three, three nuggets that can just propel them three to be able nuggets. to get going. I would say first and foremost, stop procrastinating, take action. <laughs> today don't wait till the new year don't yeah. wait till monday if it's friday start now <laughs> um i would say number two everything that you need to know and how to grow and build a multi-million dollar brand is already out there you don't need to hire a mentor you don't need to buy any courses i didn't have mentors i had google and youtube and i figured it all out on my own it's for free the information's yes. free. Yeah. However, I, courses not like once I started making some money and I invested into courses, best thing, best thing yeah. that ever happened. Well, especially yeah. when I threw you know four thousand dollars on a credit card to learn how to do how to run ads. Yes. So that's just shortcutting you know someone who took a year's worth of research and compiled into a course. You're just shortcutting that process. So if you got the money, 
pay the courses. Yeah. I mean, like some, some of the courses out there are fluffy, but if you do your research and find the good ones, like they're going to help you. I mean, help you cut down your time within months, possibly even a year. So um, it's already out there. Don't be lazy. Do your research. You know, don't just do a Google search. I mean, the biggest question I get is how do you find, you know, premium Mac for manufacturers? You know, and they, they do one Google search and like, oh, it's not on the front page. So I don't know how to find it. It's like, no, man, it, it took me um, two years to find the manufacturer that we're working with now. And I mean, obviously I wasn't researching day and night for two years, but just um, the work manufacturer I'm working with now is so much better than the first one. So not, don't worry about being perfect. Just start, you know, start where you're at. Don't worry about things being perfect. You're going to refine it over time. And then number three, I would just say, um, I guess just making sure that the vision is validated from God, like really making sure that this is, um, you know, part of your purpose in life, you know, or if it's your main purpose in life that, you know, this vision is from God. This isn't just because you want a nicer car or you know, like we talk, right? Some people are in it for the money. They think they can get, you know, I'll tell you what, you want to make money quick, go, go trade Forex or stocks or something, you know, like right. this game of clothing is the most saturated thing in the whole planet. Everybody's got a clothing brand these days. What's going to separate yourself and so making sure that that vision is validated from God, but I would say, you know, for even like a fourth bonus one is find your niche. Yeah. If you don't have a niche, you're competing against the world's biggest brands that have the millions of dollars and they're going to just right. run the floor with you with, you know, advertising. So you have to create something called a UPI, a UPI, a unique product identifier really figuring out what is going to make you stand out from everyone else, like myself, you know, having that subtle, you know, cross or on the side, I see them there. So cross over here, it's very subtle, minimalistic, um, not shoving it down someone's throat, but it's, you know, the representation of the biggest thing in my life is my faith in Jesus. And so that, that uh, niche is something that made us stand out and made us very attractive to other, to buyers out there, to the market. So yeah. you have to, you got to stand out. You can't do what everyone else is doing. You can't copycat people. Um, and I guess just, yeah, again, just kind of going back to that number one, just take action a day. And it's a long-term game. Have the patience to understand that if you sacrifice now, you could literally set yourself up. Like now myself being financially free at 29 years old, like, you know, my wife will never have to work a job the rest of her life. And it just took three years of solid sacrifice to get there. Like it would have been worth 10 years of sacrifice, but I was able right. to do it in three. So just have that mindset that it's not going to happen immediately, but it is a hundred percent worth it. Yeah, man.